Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. You're listening to the SportsGrid Network. All right, all right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome into the studio. This is the Pro Football Rewind, where we go forward in reverse, analyzing the week that was in pro football and applying it to your fantasy sports needs, whether it be season-long DFS or your football investments. My name is Matt Stryker, applying Bloom's Taxonomy, and by the magic of technology, the only way this show goes down is with a crafty, crafty mind. I'd like to welcome in my tag team partner, Davis Maddock. Davis, what's going on, man? You know, not much. Another another great day of football for yours truly. How did your day go? Actually, I... I couldn't figure the day out. I've heard the word wonky used, and you and I are going to break down everything. I'm glad you're having a good day because I know a lot of people just seem absolutely confused. Uh, what If you could sum up the day in a word or two, what would it be? Sloppy. Sloppy. But early games, the, the 1 p.m. games and the 4 p.m. games, guys were guys were just sloppy. They uh, they did not play. A lot of the quarterbacks played really poorly. Some of the teams that we expected to play really well, like Baltimore and Kansas City, they came out really bad, seemed like they didn't have a good game plan at all. The defenses were really bad. So, yeah, I think I think today just the word of the day has got to be sloppy. All right. Poppy's getting a little sloppy. And in the one o'clock games, especially, there were a lot of touchdowns by names that people didn't have any fingerprints on or any ownership with. And I think that affected a lot of people's numbers, so to speak. Uh, Was there anyone there that maybe vultured a TD or two away from you that put you in or out of the big money? Uh, nothing, nothing that really killed me today. I guess, I guess you could say Cooper cup scoring that touchdown in the fourth quarter for the Los Angeles Rams. Had that, had that have been Brandon cooks or Robert Woods, my day would have been probably three or four times better in terms of, uh, DraftKings. But overall, you know, I, I can't complain. Robert Woods had 15 targets and 164 yards, but that, that late touchdown from, from cup was really not great. All right. We're going to break down all the 1 PM games and how they affect all of us moving forward. This is the Pro Football Rewind. He is Davis Maddock. I'm Matt Stryker. We're happy to be here. Thank you so much to the folks over at SportsGrid.com and Zumo TV. We're coming right back. This is the Pro Football Rewind. DailyRoto.com Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Message and data rates may apply. Hi, I'm Frank Thomas, the Big Hurt. After I left baseball, I just couldn't stay in shape like I used to. Turns out, once you hit 40, 
your body has less free testosterone, and that can make it harder to get into shape. So I got back into the game with Nugenics. I'm feeling stronger with a lot more energy and drive. You want to get back into shape? Get Nugenics. All you have to do is send one simple text. Frank's right. Just text YOUTH to 321321 to get a complimentary bottle of award-winning Nugenics, the number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC. Its unique man-boosting formula is powered by Testofen, a patented key ingredient clinically researched to help a man feel stronger, leaner, more energetic, and more passionate. And guys, she'll like the difference too. Nugenic samples are not available in stores. To get your complimentary bottle, text YOUTH to 321321. That's Y-O-U-T-H to 321321. Hi, I'm Keith Urban. I believe every child is entitled to a complete and inspiring education. Music education programs in our schools help kids learn, socialize, gain confidence, and stay in school. But they need your help to survive. Mr. Holland's Opus Foundation gives school music programs the instruments they need to make this opportunity available to every student who wants to play. With your help, we can keep music alive in our schools and give all kids the education they deserve. Visit mhopus.org now to find out how you can help. The following ad contains shocking material. Listener discretion is advised. Is someone in your family playing a dangerous game of Russian roulette? Over 43,000 people die a year from drug overdose. 120 people a day. Five people every hour. One person every 12 minutes. 88,000 people die every year from alcohol abuse. Over 240 people a day. 10 an hour. One person every six minutes. Somebody you know may be next. Learn how to help someone you love get away from the drugs, alcohol, and bad influences. With the FMLA, people can take a leave of absence from their job and still keep it. Call now and learn how we can help you. 866-484-9621. 866-484-9621. That's 866-484-9621. All right. I remember listening to this. Can't tell you what I was doing when I was, but either way, here we go. This is the Pro Football Rewind. We go forward in reverse, analyze everything that happened in the week, and apply it to how we can help our fantasy football endeavors, whether it be season-long DFS or, of course, our football investments. I'm Matt Stryker. He's Davis Maddock, and this is the part where we dive right in. So, Davis, talk to me about this Tennessee-Atlanta game. Did you see it going the way it went? No, I, I was I was so shocked by this game, and I think I think probably a lot of people were too after watching Marcus Mariota against the Jacksonville Jaguars last week. I mean, he was great in this game. Hit AJ Brown and Corey Davis for for long touchdowns, and the rest of the game was all Derrick Henry. So that's kind of about what we would expect. But Derrick Henry saw only two targets in the passing game. I guess the the thing that you would say was very odd about Matt Ryan's performance was no passing touchdowns at all. Uh, Fifty three pass attempts 397 yards but none of uh hooper sanu freeman jones ridley none of these guys were able to get into the end zone and uh you know that that's really the tale of the tape for them is just no a lot of yards no points yeah and it says a lot when hooper is the number two fantasy tight end of the day with nothing to show for it and you reference mariotti's the number four fantasy quarterback of the day so those are things that i'm not sure everyone saw coming uh let's go to cleveland and baltimore another game that i mean man oh man did you think that cleveland was gonna hang 40 on baltimore 
No, no. I actually, in my column on Roto Experts, I liked the Baltimore Ravens side of uh, of this game. You know, I'm, I'm a big Lamar Jackson guy, and I actually don't think that Lamar was horrible in this game. Uh, both of his interceptions were of the variety where, you know, if you, if you run that play through 10 times, it's probably an interception 2% of the time, you know, something like that. So I, I'm not super concerned about that. What happened to them is they were just awful on defense. They let Nick Chubb get whatever they wanted. Jarvis Landry had probably what is going to be the best game of his career. Ricky Seals-Jones cut from one of the worst teams in the NFL, the Arizona Cardinals, and was the third string tight end heading into this game. Uh, You know, also carved them up. So this to me is really a lot about the Ravens defense, not so much, uh, you know, on the shoulders of the offense. Yeah, and from fantasy perspective, I said that Austin Hooper was the number two fantasy tight end of the day. If I told you that Ricky Seals-Jones was the number one person, you'd laugh me out of the building, but he was. And on the other side, you mentioned Nick Chubb, the number one RB in fantasy, and he was 12 points better than his next closest competitor. So have Cleveland turned the corner here? Should we be eyeing them for some offensive units to use moving forward? I, I think probably the answer to that is no. A lot of this was really based on, you know, with, where this game got out of control was the Nick Chubb long touchdown run. But if you if you reel that back in, this game is probably a lot closer. Uh, you know, we see that Odo Beckham had only two for 20 despite, despite seven targets in this game. Uh, you know, Nick Chubb was involved as a receiver, which I do like to see and I think is probably some of that Todd Munkin influence. But one of the things that I'm really waiting to see, and I'll probably go back and watch this game on Tuesday when the uh, coaches film comes out. But I just I need to see some scheme creativity from Freddie Kitchens because I just I think that he really is not putting Baker Mayfield in positions to succeed right now. Yeah, it's interesting you say that uh, Baltimore was laying seven. The total was 45. They blew the doors off of that. One thing I noticed about Mayfield is that he kind of leaves the pocket early. So so I'm interested to see what happens with that as well. Let's move on to New England and Buffalo. This was a game where New England was laying seven and a half. I saw a seven on some lines too. And 42 is the total. New England goes over 16 to 10. Your thoughts? Well, they really tried to lose this game. Tom Brady was they? really about... Yeah, I mean, Tom Brady played about as poorly as I think he's going to play all year long. Sony Michelle was horrible on the ground. Uh, and, and the Bills, you know, did their absolute best. Frank Gore had uh, a great game. You know, the, the ageless wonder, 17 carries, 109 yards, 6.4 yards per carry. Uh, you know, honestly, if, if Josh Allen would have found a way to uh, to hold away from even, even one of those quite, quite costly turnovers, I think that this game could have gone the other way. And in fact, they were even driving to win after Josh Allen left the game with a concussion with Matt Barkley. Yeah, next up, the Chiefs and the Tigers. They had the highest point total on the board. Some people were scared off. It didn't look like these teams had were going to hit it, but then they did. Kansas City comes out on top 34-30, even though they laid 7.5 and that point total of 54.5. Uh, how do you look at these two teams moving forward now based off of what you've seen? So another side that I liked, Kansas City just didn't quite get there, and Mahomes just didn't have it today, right? He just was not very sharp. 24 for 42, uh, no 100-yard wide receivers, really never threatened down the field. You know, there was never a time where McCall Hardman or Demarcus Robinson, uh, you know, where those guys were running free, anything like that. Uh, LaShawn McCoy and Darrell Williams did all of the scoring on the ground. So so to me, uh, you know, I, I kind of think that this is just a blip game for the Chiefs. You know, they scored 30 
34 points in what was a bad offensive game. Uh, I think the the biggest thing that I'm taking away from this game, though, is on Johnson is a legit workhorse. He had uh, 26 carries and three targets, so 29 touches total. Uh, I, I think that's clearly what we need to take away from this game for fantasy. Yeah, Matthew Stafford checks in as a number two fantasy quarterback on the day. Kenny Galladay came in as a number three wide receiver, and some people are saying the Lions may be the best team in that division. We can argue that point later. Let's move on. Carolina and Houston. Houston was laying four and a half. Point total was 47 and a half. Carolina comes out on top 16 to 10. Yeah, and Kyle Allen, man, he was he was under duress this entire game. He he really almost got sacked, uh, you know, like four or five times and wriggled his way out of it. In fact, including on basically the game winning possession, J.J. Watt had him and he slid underneath his arms, spun around his own tackle and uh, threw it to Jarius Wright, who was basically sitting down in the zone coverage right over the first down line. It was really an incredible play. Uh, super impressive. Uh, not not good stuff for the Texans here. Uh, Deshaun Watson, 160 yards, one touchdown, or uh, no touchdowns, but had the rushing touchdown. Carlos Hyde, 12 carries for 58 yards. I mean, they, they had nothing on offense. And I think this was a disappointing game, honestly, offensively for both teams. I think if you asked uh, Ron Rivera and Norv Turner, how did, how, you know, how were things on offense for you guys? They would say that is not, it's not what we planned. And that's, we didn't execute how we wanted to either. Cause I don't think they want to give Christian McCaffrey 37 touches in every game. <laughs> no, come on. Why not? All right. Here's a game that uh, actually cost me quite a bit on several DFS lineups is Oakland and Indianapolis. It was Indianapolis laying seven and a point total of 45 and a half. I did not see it going this this way, Oakland coming out on top 31-24. Where were you on this game? Um, so I, I definitely kind of, some of my lineups definitely fell victim to this because I did really like Marlon Mack as that, uh, yeah. you know, six and a half to seven point favorite at home. Thought that was just, you know, a, a really great spot for him. But he had only 11 carries, didn't uh, didn't play much in the second half. Uh, some of the beat reporters said it was an ankle injury. Some of the, uh, well, Mack himself just said, you know, that was the coaching staff's decision, said that it wasn't his fault. But I, I actually, uh, the Colts could have came back, won this game and made Maybe even covered. I actually think they could have, but Jacoby Brissett throws the back-breaking uh, pick six. You know, standing there on his own twenty, and you know, you got to hand it to Derek Carr. He played efficient, played within himself, threw no interceptions. Josh Jacobs had uh, a good game on the ground, but what really broke this game was that Trevor Davis rushing that sixty-yard rushing touchdown. And uh, you know, I think if, I think if you take that back, this game definitely plays out in a much different way. Yeah, there are two more 1 p.m. games that I'd like to give proper time to. So before we get to them on the other side of the break, out of the six games here, three went over and three went under. Compared to last week where it seemed everyone was going over, do you think the parity of the league is beginning to shake out? And in about a minute or so, can you talk on that, tease it, and then we'll talk more about it when we come back? So I think a big thing we're seeing now is defenses are starting to catch up to some of the new rules. Uh, so, you know, every year we have new rules, roughing the passer rules, uh, defensive holding rules, all sorts of things. And it takes defenders a couple games to learn how to play under that new legislation. So I think that's one thing that's starting to shift towards the defense's favor. Uh, and then also, you know, injuries are starting to hit the offensive side of the ball. So on defense injuries, you can generally plug and play like replace guys because they just do their job. But on offense, guys are used to working together. So if you lose your guard, that actually changes the whole combination of your offensive line. And those five guys probably have never played together before. So it's a huge thing as we get deeper into the season. Uh, you know, offensive line health is, is really one of the big things that help 
helps offenses. And if you don't have that, uh, you know, the, the lower side of totals do become, you know, a little bit, a little bit uh, more appealing of bets. All right. He's the best in the business and we got him right here. This is the Pro Football Rewind. We're coming right back with more. I'm Matt Stryker. He is Davis Maddock. And you can find us here on SportsGrid.com and, of course, on Zumo TV. This is the only place where we go forward in reverse. And we'll be right back. The sun can make your outdoor deck and patio space so hot and uncomfortable you can't use it. But now there's the Sunsetter Retractable Awning. It provides protection from the sun's harmful rays and can keep your patio about 20 degrees cooler. Call 800-869-4993 now and you can get your Sunsetter for as little as $599 with your special $200 discount certificate. Call 800-869-4993 now for your discount certificate and you'll also get a free awning idea kit. Call 800-869-4993. That's 800-869-4993. Call all drivers want a career that will take you places then coach usa and megabus is the place for you coach usa and megabus leaders in the local and inner city bus transportation industry are looking for career-minded conscientious drivers with a valid cdl class a or b license with passenger endorsement they offer paid training competitive salary and many benefits apply now and start driving to a better future visit coachusa.jobs that's coachusa.jobs Are you, or someone you love, one of the nearly one million Americans living with Parkinson's disease? There is no known cure, but you have the power to help change that by participating in a clinical trial. The Michael J. Fox Foundation will help get you started. Visit michaeljfox.org forward slash participant pack to download the new Parkinson's trial participant pack. It's free and available right now. That's michaeljfox.org forward slash participant pack. Visit today. Are you single? Everyone single is looking for the best date possible. Well, I found one website that can find you the best date, and it's called thebestdate100.com. Just go there and log in for your free trial and see if you can find your new and maybe last best date. Remember, you can find the best date of your life at thebestdate100.com. That's thebestdate100.com. One more time, thebestdate100.com. Lumber Liquidators is celebrating the opening of our 400th store. So we're putting over 400 floors on sale. That means huge savings for you. Get pre-finished hardwood and bamboo up to 36% off, including new styles like Mediterranean maple and bestsellers like Silverstone bamboo. Take 25% off all Dream Home laminate and 10 to 15% off our best waterproof floors. More from just 49 cents, plus special financing and professional installation. Hurry, get to your local Lumber Liquidators today. Lose weight now. Go to Fat100.com. Lose that unwanted belly fat today and get free information at Fat100.com. Fit in the dress or pants or bathing suits you've always wanted to. Go to Fat100.com. Lose 10, 20, or more pounds immediately. Go to Fat100.com. For free information on how you can lose weight, go to Fat100.com. Fat100.com. That's Fat100.com. Ooh, how can you not just? Oh, I want to break things. Whew. 
got to calm down here. This is the Pro Football Rewind. I'm Matt Stryker. He is Davis Maddock, joining us all the way from out in Denver, Colorado, by the magic of technology. We're breaking down the 1 p.m. games, analyzing them, and looking to move forward into how we can use this information in all of our fantasy formats. And then, of course, we'll go to the 4 o'clock game. So, Davis, uh, we left off. I want to talk about this Chargers-Miami game. It's the highest uh, spread on the board, it was uh, the Chargers laying 14 and a half with a total of 44 and a half that they didn't quite achieve, but the Chargers did cover here, beating up on Miami 30 to 10. What do you take away here? Um, I guess I take away that it's pretty astounding for a West Coast team traveling east that has a long history of bungling these games <laughs> to go in there, uh, you know, throw no interceptions, not uh, not fumble away anything and just have uh, Austin Eckler you know, go in there and have uh, 140 combo yards, score a couple touchdowns, have Phillip Rivers play well. Uh, I guess they did suffer a couple in-game injuries as both Sean Colkin and and John Charles Inman left this game with injuries. But, you know, I, I, I think it's pretty impressive for the Chargers to just go ahead and shake away some of those uh, some of those cobwebs of their past. Well, let's talk about the elephant in the room here now. I mean, how much longer do you hold on to Eckler if you're an owner? Do you think there's any kind of workload share here? When is Gordon going to be the guy? What, what are your people telling you? So I think the fact that all of their wide receivers are injured actually does bode pretty well for Austin Eckler's value, at least in the short term. And we already know he is, you know, the most elite handcuff in fantasy football. Actually, uh, I I believe as of right now, uh, he is the top scoring running back in fantasy football. Uh, He I think he's got six touchdowns on the year and, uh, you know, he's just been incredible. So with Mike Williams injured, with Hunter Henry injured, now with Dontrell Inman getting injured, Travis Benjamin being injured, I, I think that there's a pretty reasonable chance he still sees, you know, five to eight targets a game, six to 10 rushes a game, and he might still get some of that goal line work because he's been pretty good at it thus far. All right. Speaking of pretty good, uh, I know a few people that were on this next game and these next two guys, and then I know people that were swearing off of them, and it's the Redskins and the Giants. The Giants were laying a field goal. The total was 49. The teams didn't achieve that, but that's because Washington didn't seem to do anything, switching quarterbacks midstream, but it was the Wayne Gallman show. Did you have any inkling that that was going to happen? Oh, yeah, I had uh, so I I had Goldman in about 80 percent of my DFS lineups thought he was thought he was probably the best play of the day. And we told we told guys on the show last week, we said he was, you know, by far the number one waiver wire pickup, do whatever it takes to get him onto your roster because he's just going to come in this offense and he's going to replace that Saquon role. And that's exactly what he did. He had 18 carries and seven targets that seven targets was tied for second on the team, scored a receiving touchdown and a rushing touchdown. And on the Washington side, of the ball i mean everyone everyone was brutal uh in fact the only guy i think that you would have that you would have started and you would not be absolutely miserable about in ppr would be chris thompson yeah it's just something that this team has to figure out as far as washington goes now i played gallman a lot of dfs but i sat him in a couple of season long leagues and it turns out that that's what bit me because that was the margin of which it looks like I'm going to lose. But let's not talk about these things, shall we? Um, I noticed an interesting trend here with the 1 o'clock games, and I I mentioned it before we went away and came back now. Uh, Games were 
point total wise, it was split right down the middle. If there were six games, three of them went over the point total, three of them went under. But these last two games went under, and that kind of tips the scales back to a conversation that a lot of people want to have. When you look at these over-under totals now, uh, do you get scared away from a, say, 54 and a half? Or do you get turned on from, say, a 37 and a half that we see in the 4 o'clock game? How do you approach totals playing overs and unders? I'm I'm really just looking at quarterbacks, right? And, and I'm looking at what does this quarterback do when he's down, and what does this offense do in general? You know, I think a, a big thing for looking at totals is just looking at team trends as well. You know, wh- what does this team do when they trail? Do they still try and run? So, for example, the Minnesota Chicago game, great example of this. Both of those teams trailing in games still like to run the ball. You know, they still are really trying to establish that run, kind of regardless of the scoreline. On the other hand, the Chiefs and the Lions when those teams trail they're not running the ball at all they don't care all they want to do is throw so i think really just looking at run pass distribution is is really one of the simplest ways to like think about betting totals so how do you respond to the people that pretty much say that they always like to take a running back on a team that is less favored not going to win not do well and then because they think i'm sorry the other way around because they want to take receivers because they think from behind the team's going to be airing it out is that a sound strategy to try to take receivers on an underdog team when you think that they're going to get you know their tail handed to them so it definitely does depend on if you're talking about PPR formats or non-PPR formats or, or seasonal or DFS. Uh, in DFS, it definitely works for cheaper guys. So someone that I played some of today didn't have a great game, but who I like the logic was Trey Quinn. He was the exact minimum salary on DraftKings, and you know he'd had in between six and eight targets in every game. We assumed they were going to be trailing, but of course you see the problem. Uh, the reason those teams are not projected to score very many points is they're not very good. So they're going to be doing a lot of punting, and that's clearly not what you want. So for me, you know, I would rather have guys like McCall Hardman, uh, like Demarcus Robinson, uh, even guys like Kenny Stills on the Texans. You know, these guys who are kind of tertiary weapons on really good teams uh, because they can have they can score fantasy points on fewer touches. You know, Trey Quinn probably needs ten targets to get to you know twelve fantasy points, but Kenny Stills could do that on three targets from Deshaun Watson because that offense is just so much better and just so much more effective but I, I think as long as you're being sensitive to price i do think that that is uh you know a, a sound strategy and speaking of sensitive before my seahawk fan friends as well as my bird gang fan friends start to let me know what's going on, on social media the one game that i left for last is a seattle and arizona game it was seattle lane five and a half and total was 48 they didn't achieve that but seattle comes on top 27 to 10 what do you take away from this game and what's going on in arizona Man, I, I don't know if these are Kyler problems. I do not know if these are Cliff Kingsbury problems. My guess would be is that it's a little bit of the two. I think that Cliff is putting a lot on Kyler's plate and not necessarily doing a ton to make the things like make things easier for him. I don't I don't see on the field that Cliff is doing things to try and make uh, you know easier reads, easier progressions, get Kyler in space, you know, rolling out to his right, which is where he's most comfortable. Actually, very similar to what's happening in Cleveland with Kyler's former college teammate Baker Mayfield where they're they're asking him to do a lot of things that uh, are not in his exact comfort zone. So I, I think the result of this game is really a lot more about Arizona not being a very good team as opposed to Seattle being a very good team. Now Seattle is well coached. Uh, they have good you know, they're, they're well coached from from the top down. And that does make a big difference. There's a lot of organizational continuity there that is not there in Arizona and stuff like that can be the difference in games like this, where I don't think the talent discrepancy is all that wide in Arizona. 
All right, so now let's jump into studs and duds, and we'll start it here, and then we'll pick it up on the other side, and then I want to get into your ads, because every week that we've done this so far, I've got a little section of my paper where I write down things you say, and every week I go home, or I do it sometimes right here, I pick guys up. So before we get to the ads, and everyone should definitely stay tuned, because it's what DM does, he tells you what you need to do, uh, give me a couple of studs at each position from the one o'clock games, quarterback, running back, tight end, and wide receiver, in your mind. So quarterback stud, I got to give it to a guy we have not talked about much this year, but Phillip Rivers, you know, he just walked into Miami, did what had to be done. 300 passing yards, two touchdowns, you know, basically, basically barely broke a sweat the whole game. Our running back stud, of course, has to be Nick Chubb for the amazing performance that he put in against Baltimore, Uh, you know, 180 total yards, three touchdowns, huge game there. Um, Our wide receiver stud for the early game probably needs to be Kenny Galladay in that game against the Kansas the city chiefs uh scored a touchdown but actually had another one pulled back uh pretty unfairly so he had he had five for 67 with two touchdowns but it actually uh, it actually could have been three and then our, our stud tight end I'm going to give it to Darren Waller. He didn't have the greatest day, but he's really just been one of the most consistently good assets in fantasy football. You know, the only tight end with over a 28% share of his team's targets. And again, just a, just a model of consistency there in Oakland. All right. So now you mentioned this player and it gets me thinking now. Let's talk a little bit for a minute or two about these Detroit Lions. Are they arguably the best team in their division? And if so, are you starting to target more and more of their players during DFS? Obviously, it all comes up with matchups, but also think about it season long as well. No, so my season-long projections were were very wrong on the Detroit Lions. You know, I thought they were going to be really run-heavy. I did not think that they were going to be a good yards-per-carry offense, a good yards-per-attempt offense, and that's just been wrong. Daryl Bevel has ran a really good offense and has really done the exact opposite of what we're talking about with, uh, you know, these other younger quarterbacks, Baker Mayfield and Kyler Murray. He has just put Matt Stafford in positions to succeed every play. They're running a ton of play action. He just has open guys to throw to I think the TJ Hawkinson draft pick looks excellent so you know Marvin Jones Kenny Galladay carry on Johnson I think all of these guys I think they all seem like very good fantasy assets right now Absolutely. And I think that, you know, listen, a quarter of the season has gone by. It's kind of depressing, but this is where guys start to do what guys are going to do. And I think if you have patience and you wait and see that you will be thoroughly rewarded, especially in DFS. Davis, uh, for the people that want to find you on social media, where can you be discovered? Under which rock do you hide? Uh, all you got to do is go to Twitter and you can just uh, search my name, uh, Davis Matic, M-A-T-T-E-K. And uh, I'm pretty good about interacting with uh, the folks who want to know more, you know, getting to start sick questions, waiver stuff. And of course, you know, always down to uh, to talk about uh, the articles that come out on rotoexperts.com. All right. So when we come back and don't give away too much, please, we like to call it a tease. Uh, coming back, you're going to start to talk about guys that you think may be worth adding here and uh do you have a few special ones that that could help people out yeah so this week not huge with injuries which you know that is of course an unfortunate part of our business <laughs> uh you know the the injuries do make the waiver wire happen but there are a couple guys you know we'll, we'll leave them with the t's there are definitely a couple guys who i think can make your roster better who are on the waiver wire right now all right hang on Dude, you're texting me right now <laughs> this is crazy He's texting me right now Nice. Okay, we'll talk about him. 
we'll talk about him too. Okay, cool. I know something you don't know, but in order for you to know, you need to come on back. This is the Pro Football Rewind. We go forward in reverse, and we help you in all of your fantasy football needs, season-long, DFS, as well as your sports investment. He's Davis Maddock. I'm Matt Stryker. This is where you want to be. Pro Football Rewind, coming right back. You know, as an allergy sufferer, you're wired differently. I sure feel that way. That's why there's Nasacort. It's different, too. You see, unlike antihistamines, Nasacort targets and inhibits more of the allergic inflammation that causes your congestion and other nasal allergy symptoms. My antihistamine doesn't do that? None of them do. Oh, that is different. And it's why Nasacort's more effective at giving you 24-hour relief. So even if I'm wired differently... Nasacort stops more of what makes you miserable. Use as directed. Are you single? Everyone single is looking for the best date possible. Well, I found one website that can find you the best date, and it's called TheBestDate100.com. Just go there and log in for your free trial and see if you can find your new and maybe last best date. Remember, you can find the best date of your life at TheBestDate100.com. That's TheBestDate100.com. One more time, TheBestDate100.com. What's your IRS problem? Do you owe back taxes? Is there a lien placed on your property? Have your bank accounts been frozen or seized? Have your wages been garnished? Are you being audited by the IRS? Are they sending you letters that demand actions and have urgent due dates? Well, solving your tax problems is as easy as calling Taxes 321. The IRS is the largest collection agency in the world. You need the best representation to give you peace of mind. You need experienced professionals that can cut through the red tape and stop the collection process. If you have a serious problem with the IRS, call the Taxes 321 network today. We'll get them off your back. 800-961-3631. Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. Maurice Allen, 2015-2016 European Long Drive Tour Champion, 2017 World Number One. Me personally, I keep my game face on me all the time. Especially coming out of the bunker, leaving the range, or even leaving the course. What's your story? Go to GameFaceGrooming.com for all your athletic facial wipes and body cleansing needs. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back inside the studio, the Bro Football Rewind. You know, everybody's got one of these, right? I mean, I'm checking mine right now, and I'm about to win my DFS. And now you can get in the game with DraftKings Sportsbook, where listeners of this show can get a deposit bonus up to five So here's how it works. Check it out. DraftKings is pretty cool. You go and create a DraftKings Sportsbook account, make a deposit, place your first bet, 
and DraftKings will match it with a 50% bonus up to $500. That's not bad. This offer is eligible for all users, plus new users will get a risk-free bet of up to $200. I mean, you can't lose here. Just go to sportsgrid.com backslash DK to play. That's sportsgrid.com backslash DK. And listen, if you have a gambling problem, you can call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over, New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See our website for details. All right. That is definitely fun. Davis, how often do you check your device on a Sunday? Like, how often are you on these sites like this? I just don't, I just don't leave. You know? I, I go, I start, I start up here in the office, you know, at the beginning of Sunday morning. I'm, I'm setting lineups. I'm making sure, you know, all my seasonal lineups are right. I'm doing everything on DraftKings. I'm updating rankings on RotoExperts.com, talking to the subscribers in Slack. And then I, you know, I go downstairs to, to the TV and then I, you know, I, then I fire up the laptop, of course, and I got that going. And then I, and then I start getting ready for this show. And, uh, you know, then Sunday night football's on. And, you know, that, that's just what a Sunday is. It, <laughs> it is what it is, man. Dude, seriously, you're describing the perfect day. And I'm wondering, like, because I have a Nest camera. I'm like, can Davis see my Nest camera? Because that's literally everything I do, except like I'm in socks and eating like donuts. All right. But one of the ways that I've been doing well in DFS, as well as moving along in my season long, is a lot of these ads, a lot of these players that you, Davis, are talking about each and every night here on the Pro Football Rewind. Whenever we come on, you always have a nugget or two. So can you start to lay some on me, at least from the one o'clock games? Who are some people that maybe I should be looking to add? So, you know, I, I don't I don't want to sound crazy, but <laughs> it's Miami too late, Dolphins, man. It's too late. <laughs> the Miami Dolphins looked a little bit more competent on offense. You know, the, maybe I think I believe that they were leading in this game. Right. Yeah. For a for a little while. In a parallel universe. So, they were definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, OK, they weren't leading, but it was 10 to 7 at the end of the first quarter. Right. Uh, and, you know, it was it was. It was close enough. People were sweating the cover. Yeah. Uh, Preston Williams again had seven targets, and Devontae Parker had four receptions, 70 yards, and a touchdown. I think those guys, you could think about adding them in uh, 12 team fantasy leagues, basically. You know, I, I, don't, I don't love them. I, I don't want to go crazy for them, but I do think that they are reasonable ads. One guy who I think is maybe not going to get enough attention because he didn't get any rushing yards in this game, but TJ Yeldon had four receptions for 68 yards. So so that's over 10 PPR points playing as the passing down back behind Frank Gore. Frank Gore is really old. And, you know, <laughs> if, if he needed to miss a week at some point, I don't think anyone would be surprised. It seems like Devin Singletary, uh, you know, still is dealing with this hamstring injury yeah. and that he might not be ready to go for, you know, that I, I saw a Bills beat reporter say one to six weeks. So I think TJ Yeldon uh, and while we're talking about the uh, the Bills, Dawson Knox, yes. this rookie tight end, he had three targets for 58 yards uh, in this comeback effort. I thought he played really well, uh, but, uh, you know, I'm not really seeing a ton of huge different may I guess you there's some guys who I think might be dropped after this New England game would be Rex Burkhead and Philip Dorsett if those guys were in fact dropped in your league uh Philip Dorsett had nine targets and Rex Burkhead was coming into this game questionable he you know he was just a little right. bit banged up so I'm not super worried about him I would think both of those guys could be ads basically uh, and and a super deep name for you would be Byron Pringle for the Kansas City Chiefs, former K-State Wildcat, uh, punt returner and wide receiver. He was in on the final drive that gave.
game-winning drive in the fourth quarter, uh, caught the pass that set up the Daryl Williams touchdown. And of course, if Daryl Williams is on your waiver wire, it looks like he is the primary goal line back for the best offense in football. So definitely a guy that you would be interested in owning. Oh gosh, I love it. I'm running. I'm dude. I'm running out of room on my paper with all these names. I love Darrell Williams. He's got a square around him. I like Byron Pringle just because the obvious. I like potato chips. Can you talk to me about this tight end situation in Indianapolis? And is there anything there that someone might be able to play off of? Yeah, I mean, Jack Doyle is uh, someone needed to take him away from me in the preseason. I I just kept drafting this guy. He was in a lot of these best ball drafts as your second tight end. You could get him in the 15th, 16th, 17th round. But with the other talent they have at wide receiver, you know, Deion Kane, Zach Pascal, Paris Campbell, they're uh, they're you know, they're kind of highly touted rookie kept leaving early with injuries. Uh, Yeah, has done it two weeks in a row now. So I don't think we can super trust him. These tight ends, Eric Ebron and Jack Doyle, these are these are, you know, their their best options in the receiving game with T.Y. Hilton banged up. And keeping with the position, uh, how did Disley do for you? Alliteration aside, everyone was whistling Disley this week. Uh, Were you on it and how did it do? Um, no. So, so a a thing you should know about me is that I definitely do (laughs) not like to, uh, I definitely do not like to just do what everyone else is doing. So when everyone said, okay, we got it, we got to get Disley in the Cardinals just give up all these looks to tight ends. My, my response was basically, you know, I have Seattle projected to pass like 26 times in this game. So for Will Disley to be a good play, he's got to get like 15 to 20% of this team's total targets. And I, I didn't think that was super likely. Right. Maybe I should have opened up my eyes a little bit with the Nick Vanette trade when he was traded to Pittsburgh. But no, I, I straight up in the Daily Roto Optimizer, I just clicked his name off. I, I just said, I am not interested <laughs> in playing any Will Disley. Give me 0% of this guy. And, uh, you know, that was kind of painful to watch in the second half. All right. Now, what about people that are starting to turn to Tennessee and are starting to now look and say, "Ooh, maybe I should go there for some offensive production in DFS and season long, as well as in sports investments? Do you see things in Tennessee moving forward being profitable? Well, they have they've been the most Jekyll and Hyde team in the NFL thus far. I don't even know. I don't even know if it's close. They blow out. They blow out the Browns. Uh, then they play, you know, maybe one of the worst games we've seen in that uh, that loss to the Jaguars. And then again, they, they just smoke the Falcons, you know, not even a particularly competitive game. I would say A.J. Brown and Corey Davis are both guys who should be rostered. Uh, Delaney Walker and Derrick Henry, of course, as well. So actually, if you could if you could trade right now for Corey davis you know something just super cheap you know we're talking about uh you know backup running backs or something like that your your second quarterback a defense i i kind of do like that move i have boxes around the picks that i want to take care of so right now i have box around Corey davis box around darrell williams box around byron pringle again for the obvious box around yeldon box around dawson knox uh talk to me about should carolina receivers have done more against this Houston secondary did McCaffrey impact how well the Carolina receivers were doing are you looking to attack Houston secondary moving forward I'll wait answer them all well the biggest thing is yeah it's just it's Christian McCaffrey but also something that you know no one would no one projected going into this game was uh Jarius Wright had six targets and I'm pretty sure 
that matches what he had already had for the year. I'm going to pull his numbers up real quick here while we're talking, but that was the, that was the biggest thing that was, that was weird about uh, this game was, you know, DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel, those guys were targeted about the same as Jerry's right. When going into the year, we basically thought that this was going to be a four man show, DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel, Christian McCaffrey, and Greg Olson. And that is not what happened. Greg Olson had only two receptions for five yards in this game, one reception for six yards for Chris Hogan. Uh, I still think Curtis Samuel and DJ Moore are guys you really want to roster, guys you really want to own. But also, anytime that Christian McCaffrey gets 37 touches, the rest of everyone else is going to suffer a little bit. Now, let me lean on your your, your Dumbledore-ness, if you will. What do you say to the person that wants to play Panther receivers but also wants to play McCaffrey? Don't they kind of eat from the same place? Do they, do they cancel each other out or no? No, I don't think they cancel each other out because you can definitely see a scenario where the wide receivers have, uh, you know, they maybe they each have 110 yards and then that that influences McCaffrey's yardage total, but maybe he caps those drives off with touchdowns. I, I certainly think that in DFS, at least you could play. So say you want to play Kyle Allen. I think you could play Christian McCaffrey and DJ Moore with him or Curtis Samuel and Christian McCaffrey, but maybe not all three of them. Right, of course. Uh, now talk to me a little bit about the offensive juggernaut that are the Raiders and some of Gruden, Coach Gruden's play calling. I mean, they hung 31. What are you seeing here? Well, the Raiders that you want to own in fantasy are Josh Jacobs, Darren Waller, and Tyrell Williams. They basically do not give the ball to <laughs> anyone else. Uh, Foster Moreau had three targets. Hunter Renfro had three targets. But uh, Waller and Williams combined for 15. Josh Jacobs touched the ball 19 times in this game. DeAndre Washington had six rushes. Jalen Richard had four. But I think I think pretty clearly uh, there, there are three guys you want to own on this team. I think that they are the guy, you know, just you run away with those guys and you do not worry about anyone else all right so now with the few minutes that we have left here just take me into your world so the one o'clock games have settled down you're looking at your dfs lineups you're looking at maybe you made some props or something to this effect how are you feeling at the end of the one o'clock games take me back and walk me through those feelings well, today I was feeling pretty good because my my main lineup on DraftKings was pretty solid. But, uh, you know, I was looking at three points from Trey Quinn and I was looking at uh, seven, I think, seven point eight points from Sammy Watkins. So really what I was thinking was, oh, my gosh, Tyler Lockett, please do not go off for 30 because Tyler Lockett was going to be, you know, the most owned guy in cash games in the second slate of games. So that was my my biggest my biggest emotion of the day was I really need Tyler Lockett to not have a big game. And uh, thank Thankfully, he did not. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people were kind of surprised. I know I had him in a couple of my DFS lineups as well, let me down. But I did see a lot of people right around the end of the one o'clock slate, so to speak, really kind of, and I even put a tweet out too, that it just feels like a weird football day. Uh, Did you have that same experience or is this, you've seen this because, I mean, obviously you're an expert. You've seen these things. Do you know, you know when not to panic, right? No, it was a weird day. I mean, don't don't ever let anyone tell you. I mean, every day of football is weird to its own extent, but this was definitely like a really low-scoring day. Uh, you know, we had some random defensive special teams touchdowns, but you look, Washington scored three points, Miami scored 10 points, Houston scored 10 points, Buffalo scored 10 points, Atlanta scored 10 points, Minnesota and Chicago barely combined to get over 20. Arizona scored 10 points. Like, these, were, that was just a weird... Maybe, maybe you wouldn't say the overall set of games was weird, but you would say the fact that there were so little total points was very bizarre. 
Now, do you agree, though, that let sleeping dogs lay, so to speak, that the week that was is the week that was? But there are some things that we can carry forward here. But again, how much should people be relying on the fact that you just rattled off teams that that couldn't even put together two scores, so to speak, you know, at least two touchdowns? Do you look to target those teams next week? I mean, no, definitely what you and I have talked about a little bit before is eliminate the suck. If you if you have players who are on a bad team, if, if you can get them off of your your seasonal rosters for good trades, I definitely encourage doing that. I you know we don't want to target expensive players from bad teams in uh, you know in DFS. That's that's obviously a huge thing. And uh, yeah, I, I but I also do believe that. You, you got to look at some of the coaching stuff and some of the play calling tendencies because if, if teams are losing because they're just calling bad plays and they don't know how to perform uh, you know at the most optimal level on offense I certainly think that is stuff that can carry over week to week and certainly could help you in uh, in sports investments of various types. Yeah, I agree 100%. And time is our greatest commodity. And right now, I need to spend at least 45 seconds on what is the origin of Eliminate the Suck, please? I actually think that Eliminate the Suck is from one of the guys who writes for football guys. If I don't, I, I, I wish that I could give the proper credit for it, but I definitely saw someone that writes that column uh, you know, on some, on some fantasy football website, and I just thought it was very clever, so I just stole it. <laughs> It is very clever. Eliminate the suck. I want everyone to work that into their daily lexicon. Also, work some Russian to your daily ear canals as well, because that is the tune that you're hearing. The sounds coming out of my face are courtesy of the Pro Football Rewind. I'm Matt Stryker. He's Davis Maddock. Join us, sportsgrid.com and Zumo TV. We're coming right back. Pro Football Rewind. Rewind. 